When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. As always, I'm Justin Michael. Excited to get back to action. I have been on vacation this week, technically still on vacation. There's just been a lot happening, so I wanted to get some content out there. Today we're going to be talking about Kyle Evans, a massive addition to the CSU basketball roster for the upcoming season. He was a guy that was being highly recruited in the 2023 cycle, but has reclassified and will be playing for CSU this year. So I'm going to talk about him, his game, his impact on the roster. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, the roster as a whole, how I kind of expect it to look this year, what the, the starting lineup could ultimately be. So it's going to be a fun podcast tonight. It's uh, late Wednesday night, so it's probably going to be Thursday or Friday by the time that you listen to this. We obviously have fall camp starting for football on Friday. I will be missing day one, but I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. So looking forward to that. Obviously, we'll have all kinds of content throughout fall camp. It it should be a blast. I'm I'm really looking forward for football to be here Uh, tomorrow. We're going to talk about the uh, the latest with the football team and, and their just how freaking well Jay Norvell and the staff are recruiting. It's it's super impressive. But yeah, just kind of looking forward to getting back into the grind of things. It's been a much-needed vacation. Talk about that momentarily. Get in on the hottest sports action for your shot at cold hard cash with DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on your favorite sports all summer long and gear up for football season. Right now, new customers can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Just make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get another shot at a big win. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR so they know we sent you. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to a grand. That code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, risk-free bet, paid out in form of non-withdrawable free bet token, maximum of $1,000 restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, like I said, it's been a much-needed vacation. It's been really nice to, to be able to get to spend some time with family you know, it's it's just part of the, this gig. You you have to make a lot of personal sacrifices. You miss a lot of family time. You miss a lot of events with friends. Sometimes you lose relationships because of it. I mean, I certainly lost a, a lot of friends that I made over the years just because I, I didn't have enough free time to be able to, to do the things that they wanted me to do with them. And I'm not going to lie, that, that can get difficult at times. I mean, there have been a lot of things over the years that I wanted to go to and, and just couldn't. But I also recognize just how fortunate I am to, to be in the position that I am to get to cover CSU for a living. It's it's a privilege to me, and it's something that is very special. I mean, the fact that you guys support my content after all these years is... <laughs> it's 
it's really humbling. So I love all you guys out in Ram Nation. I appreciate you guys being cool about me, you know, being on vacation this week, being a little bit lighter on content than usual, and just kind of giving me an opportunity to reset. I mean, honestly, I, I, I can't remember the last time I genuinely didn't turn on my laptop for two days. It's probably been five, six years. And I was able to do that this week. And it, it really meant a lot to my family. It meant a lot to my loved ones, you know, people close to me. So it was just, it was really cool. I appreciate you guys. And uh, I promise that with football here, I'm going to more than make up for it over these next couple of weeks because we are just going to go batshit crazy with content. It's going to be awesome. I genuinely cannot wait. But today we are focused on hoops because CSU basketball has filled the final scholarship for the upcoming season with Kyle Evans, six foot ten forward out of California. He's a two-sport athlete on the, the baseball diamond. He is a pitcher, throws some heat based on what I've seen. His velocity is between 80 and 85. So definitely, you know, an impressive guy on the bump. But on on the court, this guy is everything you would want in a modern forward or five, whatever you want to call him. He's a little bit skinny to be a true five, but they'll put some weight on when he gets here. Uh, regardless, just watching this guy on film, he can shoot the three. He's a really good passer with, with great vision. When he goes to the rim, he goes up hard. I will say when it comes to you know forwards with significant size, when you're watching their AAU highlights, you're watching their high school tape, you do have to take a little bit of that with a grain of salt because you know, the guys that are trying to stop them in the post are, are just not going to be anywhere near the level of defenders that you'll face at the D1 level. But I like when a guy goes up without hesitation. And based on a small sample size of film, again, when it comes to all this recruiting stuff, you have to take everything with a grain of salt because it's not like being there in person and watching an entire game and seeing, you know, how they deal with, you know, not getting calls, how they deal with changes in momentum, how they deal with contact, all of that on film. You know, it's usually just the best of the best. But based on what I have seen, he goes up hard, and I like that. I like a guy that's not scared to go to the hoop. What I like even more, how versatile he is. I already you know, dove into it a little bit there at the beginning. He can do everything. He can score at all levels. I haven't seen enough of him putting the ball on the floor and dribbling to really make you know, a fair assessment of, of how, how solid he is there. But from what I've seen as a three-point shooter, the guy could be very efficient, obviously, with his height. He's going to be really hard to defend. Getting that shot off is going to be really easy for him against 99% of defenders. When he's in the post, though, he's displayed nice touch based on what I've seen. You know, a couple of nice hook shots down low. He uses his feet. Just a really intriguing prospect. And it's no surprise to me that some of these big-time programs were, were coming around. I mean, they were recruiting him to be a part of their 2023 cycle. Missouri uh, was after him. Utah State, San Francisco... Uh, USC has recently come into the mix, but instead he's going to reclassify to 2022 and play for CSU. And man, that that's a big time addition. They they needed some depth in the front court, particularly after uh, Jacob Jennison, unfortunately, recently suffered a, a torn ACL. We'll see. I it we haven't had an official announcement from CSU regarding his injury status. So I guess technically that's a scoop, but I think Kevin Lytle uh, already reported it. So um, I don't know we get have a lot of the same info, but I do want to make sure I properly credit him when he is first. Anyways, it's a bummer that Jenison went down because uh, based on what I had been hearing 
he really looked good. I mean, I think he probably had a, a decent chance to start this year just because he brings a little bit more to the table offensively than James Moores does. And he'd made great strides defensively, which was always kind of where he needed to make that next jump. Um, you know, again, I, I really hope that Jenison is not out for the year, but when it comes to knee injuries, when you're that big, it's just, it's tough. The rehab is brutal and he's a guy that's already been through this. So you just feel for him. I mean, there's nothing that breaks my heart more than when a guy is showing great progress who has not had an opportunity to, you know, be in the spotlight yet. And he, he's worked his tail off and he's clearly done the things that he needed to do to get in the right position and they get hurt. I mean, it's just, it's a part of sports. Obviously Broncos, you know, just lost a wide receiver in training camp for the third year in a row with a torn ACL. It's a big part of sports, but I just want to emphasize the human element of it all. And, you know, it's just hard to see these guys, especially when you know what they're doing behind the scenes, you know, when you get to occasionally go to practice and, and see the type of work they do and see the improvement that they made in short stints of time. I mean, to lose Jenison, it's, it's a bummer. He's a good dude. He's been working really hard these last couple of years. I was really looking forward to the potential of, you know, him making that, that leap this year. Again, you know, no official announcement from CSU. So, you know, may, maybe won't be as bad as originally anticipated, but I, I personally do not expect to see him on the floor this year. And, and that's why it was really big that they were able to get Evans to reclassify. They just need more size. I mean, they're not going to be like overwhelmingly small or anything like that, but they're also going to have to go up against some teams like San Diego State and Wyoming that are going to, you know, one through five, probably be taller at just about every single position. I've heard really good things about Cartier, Patrick Cartier, the Hillsdale College transfer. I do think he will start. What I'm curious is, will he start at the four or the five? You know, I, I think a lot of that will probably depend on uh, how Evans is able to hang defensively. I think his game will translate on the offensive end. Obviously, you know, you're going to be going up against more physicality, bigger defenders. You know, you're going to have to be able to finish through contact more consistently, all of that. But just based on what I've seen, he has the skill at least to, you know, be a competent D1 player on the offensive end. Defensively, being a skinnier guy, can he hang? I don't know. And, and that's where it gets kind of interesting. We'll have to see how it all plays out. I mean, I think you trust James Moores on the defensive end. He had a couple of really solid games against, you know, pretty solid post players last year. I thought he played particularly well against San Diego State in that game at Moby Arena. Offensively, you know, he leaves a lot to be desired. And, and it, it's largely just finishing because I like the way he puts the ball on the floor. There have been a bunch of times where he has just toasted his defender because he's, he's a quick dude. He's deceptively quick for how large he is. But he just hasn't really had that touch. And if he's a guy that you could count on for like eight points a night, eight points and 10 boards, shoot, even five points and, and 10 or 11 boards, I mean, that would be massive. You just have to be in a position where the defense always has to respect you. If he improves his game, you know, significantly on the offensive end, I think it would probably be James in the starting lineup on game one. I mean, he's going to play a ton no matter what. But I mean, if, if Evans is at least competent defensively with what we've seen, with what he has in his bag offensively, I don't know, man. I mean, I think it'd be tough to, to not have a guy like him on the floor, particularly after losing David Roddy, you know, one of your better big men who could score at all three levels, who could, 
efficiently pass the ball, who could make an impact both as a, a shot blocker and a rebounder. I mean, that that's a large part of, of what Evans can do is, is what CSU is going to need. Obviously, Cartier is going to assume some of that responsibility as well, as will some of the other guards and, and you know, just other guys on the team. You know, you need John Tanjay to step up in a major way, and I think he's going to do it. I mean, the fact that he was able to play all last year injured is, is crazy. Obviously, you need Jalen Lake to, to make a big jump. Isaiah Rivera, I mean, it's going to be a team effort. I've made all these points before. I'm not going to, you know, go into the the same ramblings that I've already done about how it takes a village to replace a guy like David Roddy. But when you do see the skill that Kyle has, Kyle Evans, I should say, and you see the way that he can stretch the floor, when you see the way he can protect the paint with his shot blocking abilities, when you see, you know, some of those passes out of double teams, it's all really encouraging because that's just skill and vision and, you know, unselfishness, general athleticism. And and they're just going to put, you know, more weight on him. He's only going to get stronger once he gets in the in the weight room with Jason Phillips. Shout out JP, by the way. He does not get nearly enough credit for the work that he does uh, with multiple sports programs, but especially on the men's basketball side. I mean, just ask Nico Carvacho how important he was for his development. Anyways, I like this team. I, I, I like that they are being overlooked to an extent. I like that they're going to have some flexibility with the the different lineups you can throw out. I mean, we've already gone through a, di- a couple of different scenarios, but I mean, you could go small and have a guy like Cartier at the five at times. You could go, you could have Cartier and Moores or Evans, you know, on the floor. They're, they're just going to have a lot of different options. I do think since they're going to be, you know, a little smaller than some of these other teams in the Mountain West, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if they tried to run them off the floor at times, particularly, you know, with, guys like Isaiah Stevens. I mean, you just can't keep up with him. He's always, you know, two steps ahead of you. He's always looking to make the right play. And if if they're moving fast, I think when you have a a savvy point guard like Isaiah running the show, making smart decisions, it can really put you in an advantageous position. I don't think they need to make major changes to their offense or anything like that because it's clear that the system works. They're able to get open looks from all over the floor. I mean, this roster is built to be able to score at multiple levels, but particularly, you know, they're going to need to be able to shoot the three ball well. The last thing I'll say here before we move on is just that it's clearly not an empty cupboard scenario. I understand why San Diego State is getting the love that they are nationally. They should absolutely be the preseason favorite. I I honestly would argue San Diego State is so stacked, they would have been the favorites even if David Roddy came back. I mean, that's how good San Diego State's going to be. Wyoming brings back basically everybody. They did lose Jeffries, but they've added a, you know some significant transfers from the Pac-12 that should make an impact for them. I imagine Kyle Anderson will start. But I still think this Rams team is, is good enough to finish certainly in the top three, but I honestly think they'll finish at least second in the conference because I just have so much faith in the staff. I have a lot of faith in Isaiah Stevens. I have a lot of faith in John Tanjay. And I think the talent of some of these other guys, you know, Jalen Lake, I think he could potentially be one of the most gifted players in the entire conference. I mean, his jump shot is just so smooth. He's such such a freaky athlete. I mean, he can dunk on you. He can shoot. I just, I like this team. I do. I think it's going to be a fun year. Definitely a bummer. David, you know, didn't come back. I think it could have been maybe the best year in program history if, if he did. You know, who knows what kind of run they could have made. But I certainly would not count the Rams out of making the tournament just yet. 
Colorado sports fans, your home for Denver sports coverage is partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. DNVR has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Whether it's Broncos, Nuggets, Avs, Rockies, Rapids, FOCO will have something for you or a loved one. If you're looking to give a gift to a diehard sports fan, they have officially licensed gear for men and women. They have stuff for kids and everything in between, you know, bobbleheads, swimsuits, Crocs. They have got some really funky stuff on there and it's awesome. I love it. FOCO has got you covered with the best Colorado merchandise. Head on over to FOCO.com and use the promo code DNVR for 10% off your order. Before we wrap up this show, I just wanted to give some thoughts on the Ram Walk, which has been recently updated. It's, it's a gorgeous mural. There's some post, uh, some pictures posted on, on Twitter from the official CSU Rams account. It, it's great. It looks absolutely amazing. However, I did post on Twitter that I was disappointed that they changed the design. The reason that I'm disappointed that they changed the design is that one of the lead designers for the project, Savannah McNeely, back in 2017, was tragically killed in a, in a murder-suicide. Savannah worked for the Collegian. We were colleagues that day when we had to cover that was... I mean, I can't explain it. I get kind of numb, even when I think about it today, just the pain on everybody's face. It was, it was heartbreaking. I mean, I, the people that had to do the breaking news... I mean, they were they were at the the scene of the crime, and while covering it as a news story, they realized that it was Savannah, that it was one of our colleagues, one of our friends, one of us. About a week after her passing, I wrote a feature, and to this day, it is the the piece that I am most proud of that I've I've ever written. It, it's just on Savannah's impact on the campus. I got to talk to a lot of her colleagues, and, and they just talked about, you know, what an inspiration she was for somebody so young to, you know, have such brilliant vision and to be such a big part of this important project. And I talked about how her and one of the other lead designers, you know, put their hands in the paint and, and put it down on the pavement before they officially went over it, and how her fingerprints are literally etched in that paint. And for me, every Saturday, that's what I thought of when I saw the Ram Walk. I, I thought of Savannah. And I thought of her impact. And because of that, I'm, I am disappointed that they changed the design. But I, I do want to add that I understand how all of this works. Campus branding, campus itself, it's, it's always evolving. It's an ever-changing place. I can't speak for her, but I, I would like to think that Savannah, with her creative spirit, would be happy that you know other people get the opportunity to also influence the campus. So you know, I'm not trying to make this a big deal. Like CSU did something wrong, or that you know it was disrespectful for them to to change the Ramwalk. I, I have been made aware that they reached out to Savannah's family before they did it. So I, I would imagine that Savannah's family signed off on it. I just, uh, I just wanted to explain where I was coming from, and I'm, I'm sorry for getting a little choked up there while I was talking, but I just wanted to address it, you know, not on Twitter in a, in a scenario in which I could actually explain myself in more than you know a couple hundred characters. So yeah, that that's all I meant by it. Again, I think the CSU creatives on campus are brilliant. I think 
the work that they do on a yearly basis to make campus, you know, as gorgeous as it is, is incredible. I mean, you know, the, the work that they do, it does not get nearly enough praise. CSU would not be the campus it is without those type of people. And they have to make hard decisions. And I get all that. You know, I, I get it. You, you can't keep everything the same forever. But I just, I had a personal connection and I just wanted to explain where I was coming from. All right, that's all I have for tonight. Um, I'll be back tomorrow recording in the daytime. So probably listen to both of these on Thursday would be my guess. But I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about football, CSU football, really killing it on the recruiting trail. Jay Norvell, I mean, just picking up high school commits that historically CSU was not in a position to land very frequently. So looking forward to talking about all that. Again, thanks to all of you for supporting my content and for allowing me to step away a little bit for a week. It's been much needed. I was feeling a little burned out, you know, but I'm feeling really recharged and I'm really looking forward to the season. All right, that's all I have for this one. Much love to you all. Peace. Machetes at a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice But water's the truth so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV's got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly